You are now tuned in to the All-Star Vintage Podcast with your hosts, Mark Jameson and Dom Morrow. Three, two, one. Bando's trap houses. <laughs> Bando, ba- Bando what? baby. Bando baby. Nigel. So ignorant. <laughs> so stupid. I love it. I always love a good ignorant song. I do. I can't help myself. Like they know me. It's so stupid. Just the, just that part. <laughs> that beat. This is one of those beats that are super creative and super catchy. That like it makes you like a whole new genre of music. The song doesn't even have to be good. No. With you. But it's not bad. No. My favorite is just like, now you're a blunt. It just means you're getting smoked. It's so good. It's all ultimate. It's so good. Oh, so good. So good. So good. All right, Joe. What are we doing here? Ready? Yes. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Yes. It's the All-Star Vintage Podcast with your boys, Don Morrow, Mr. Mark Jameson, to say Nia G in the building. Nia no. G, Mark's new featured artist. Yeah, I'm about to sign her to my new label. It doesn't exist. <laughs> yes. Welcome back to the back. show. If it's your first time listening to us, thanks for checking us out. There's a million podcasts out there, but you decide to spend some time with us, and mm-hmm. we appreciate you for that. If you have listened to us before and you are back, thank you again so much for uh, continuing listening to the all-star vintage podcast man happy to be back in a good mood today season three episode three, three. trace the glare is coming in from uh, the heavens is it the I'm pit the chop- vipers are on okay the chop sports oh, yeah, that's gear on the chop sports swagoo network. baby he swagged out dom has the hat on he's got the sweatshirt got on the hoodie he went to the chop sports merch store and he bought some merch i'm all in he's all in to the brand bro all in nwo style <laughs> hell yeah i am bought in Sweet. man happy to be on the chop sports network of yes. course brother wood brother mm. mark what is Reverend, going on Reverend Juice in the building. Well, i like it that it is sunday Give my sermon this Sunday. Oh, you have a sermon for us all now. <laughs> no, no, I don't got a sermon. Now that I like that though. That should yeah, be a segment. That would be a that'd be a good segment. I don't even know what I it was just like it'd be a rambling rant. What's going on in life, Reverend? <laughs> <laughs> it I don't know. Life sucks. <laughs> Life's not Yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna play that <laughs> IG song. It's like I was like <laughs> You're gonna have to do that now when you fucking edit this, right? You know? That's fine. Yeah, so it's like, oh, how's life going? Well, I got that. <laughs> and it made me uh, 
life is that? Had that bowl of chili and it made me. Yeah. yeah let's, let's back back at it again with the stomach. Um, you know what's funny? Before we started anything, I was like, I thought I I saw this and I thought it was pretty fucking kind of like funny, interesting, and I wanted to see if you could guess this maybe. So wait, I have to guess this. Kind of guess it. Ah, if right. you can get, I'll, it's gonna be kind of easy. Because there's not many people you could, that's it's probably going to be. Do I get any hints? Yeah, it's going to be easy. I think it's going to be easy once I get through it. So there's like, all right, so there's an actor, there's an actor that was like a pro boxer when he was like young, that like his record is super fucking impressive, that I would never have really thought was like a boxer. Well known? Not really, but he was in Rocky. So there's not many people it really could be. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When he was young. All right, so I'm going to give you some details real quick. So he joined the Marine Corps, Corps and uh, accumulated a military boxing record of 32-2. and two. And then he turned pro under fucking uh, Paul Young and went 17. And uh, that was his, like, his fucking fighting name. And uh, he went 17-0. and 0, And he fucking trained under Kuzumato. You know, dude who trained fucking Tyson and fucking Patterson and Jose Torres, all those guys. He trained with him and went 17-0 and 0 pro. Okay. Is it on... And he was in, I'm just going to say, he was in Rocky. That's all I'm going to give you. He was a, he was a male character. That's all, okay, a male That's character his. in Rocky. All right, is he on Adrian's side of the family? Yes, he is. Is it Adrian's brother? Paul. It is Paul. Fuck. Correct. So, yeah, Paulie was a pro boxer at one point. Dude. And he went 17-0 and 0 as a pro boxer. You would never you would think. never guess that. Even, like, as old as he was in Rocky. You know what I'm saying? He just looked like a regular schlep. You would yeah. never think that exactly. in a million years, man. Right? And I don't even know how I knew that. I must have heard that before, actually. No, no. I mean, I, honestly, there's not many male characters in Rocky. Right. Besides some Rocky, Paulie, and, like, Mick. You know? Yeah, it's true. And yeah, it, and, like, the way that you presented it, too, it's like, all right, it can't be, like, someone super obvious. Yeah. Like, Mick, I would think, all right, yeah. maybe, like, back in the day, yeah, Mick. Mick, was like a, Mick probably was a bad fucking dude back in the day. Probably. Probably could get the hands. Probably had those old, that old man. Who's the, who's the guy that played Mick? What's his name? Um, He's a fucking famous actor. Jared. He was in a lot of shit, right? Uh, he was in so many movies in, like, black and white days. Yeah. He, uh, it's mad famous. Is it? I know it, and it's super famous, and like, but it's one of those names that just escapes your head. You'd have to look it up, but yeah, he was in. I remember he was in a ton of like Twilight Zone episodes. Yes, and like older movies. Yes. Like in that time period. For I think. Sure. Oh, I, yes, I do. Hold on. Ah, uh, that's this is from the Twilight Zone. Yeah, that's the episode where uh, was it was Mick in this one? Maybe I feel like he was. Maybe that was when the kid could. Uh, Pretty much turned everything with his mind. Yeah. Yeah. He turned his dad into the fucking the jack in the box like an idiot. Because that was a jackass. <laughs> so this could go. So this was cool. This was. Um, what the fuck was that? I swear to God. So you remember when I used to have the horror boxes? Yeah. The yeah. horror boxes. So those were like the pres- uh, prescription subscription boxes <laughs> that you would get every month. Yeah. And. Um, I forget, was it Nerd Box was the company, mm-hmm. I think, or someone they like that? They a bunch of different boxes. And so I had, like, the horror one. So every month it was, like, a mystery box filled with, like, a ton of horror shit. It was awesome mm. for a long time. I had some really good shirts from that, some good collectibles. Like, I got, like, a lot of cool shit from that. Yeah, um, those things were cool. This was really cool, though, because uh, I'm a big fucking Twilight Zone fan. Yeah, Twilight Zone was the shit. Like, every year for, like, ever... 
on New, New Year's, Year's Day. Day. Oh, the Twilight Zone Marathon. Veg out. Life. Twilight Zone Marathon on lick, all fucking day. <laughs> lay, lay on the couch, lick your wounds. Have some leftovers, what, right? What? Some sandwiches and shit. Yeah, watch all some hungover. Zone. But I did that shit like even as a kid and stuff oh, yeah. too. And then great. I feel like they had one. They used to do a marathon maybe Fourth of July too. Or some, sometime in the summer, I think. Because I remember sure. being at the Shore House back in the day. And they did it in the Shore and House. And watching, like, oh. yeah, watching, like, Twilight Zone marathons maybe. in the Shore House. <clears throat> so maybe they did it twice a year. But definitely New Year's Day. So mm. this is, like, a little bobblehead yeah, from that one cool. episode we were just talking about. I had nowhere else to put it, but it hangs out in here. Yeah. Hangs out in the stew. Oh, man. So what else is going on, brother? No, dude. We can... Uh, Maybe get into some sports for you. Maybe get into some other shit. You know what I'm saying? What do we got on the docket? What do we got on the docket? Uh, a couple things. A couple interesting things. You and I have been wanting to talk about this topic for a long time now, especially on the show, because we have some pretty strong feelings about it, opinions, all that. And that is uh, the metaverse in, in general, what's going on in the, in the metaverse. What's going on in the metaverse? So... In false reality? Very fucking interesting news coming out about Kobe Bryant I uh-huh. just came across. Okay. And um, I think it was on Boardroom TV, an article. Uh-huh. Um, not too familiar with the source, yeah. but this was this was interesting. So the headline says, Kobe Bryant estate celebrates the Mamba and Mamba Sita in the metaverse. Uh-huh. So I'm like, all right, what the fuck is this? What so is apparently it's uh, Vanessa Bryant-led Kobe Inc., filed three trademarks on January 28th seeking to pay tribute to the late Hall of Famer and daughter Gianna using the power of Web3. So, like, are you making Kobe into an NFT? Yeah, dude. So what's it, it says, it says here, what's this. it for? Virtual and digital interactive representations of Kobe for oh. use in virtual experiences and the metaverse. So I don't understand. People don't die anymore. I don't Now they un- just come back to in life. life. In the metaverse? Yes. I don't understand what's happening. It, I, like, I don't understand. So, is, so, okay. So what you're telling me is like Kobe Bryant's family made a fake Kobe Bryant in this electronic metaverse world. Yes. And like what you can go visit him. It sounds like it. Like, yeah, so, just like so go visit say- his like, is it like visiting his digital grave? Well, like, no, he's alive. I think you can just interact with him now. What? Virtual and digital goods, namely art, avatars, emotes, beverages, collectible coins, clothing, headwear, footwear, eyewear, headphones, all this shit, multimedia files, audio recordings, video recordings, and image files containing content, artwork, text, audio, and video relating to Kobe Bryant stored in digital wallets. And authenticated by NFTs. So they made Kobe an NFT. He's just an NFT. Like, so you turn Kobe Bryant. A digital, living, breathing. You turn one of the greatest basketball players of all time, probably one of the greatest people. And his daughter. And his daughter into a a profit. Yes. Yes. Because I don't understand NFTs, but I was saying this before. To me, it's just money laundering. Like, to me... All these people, like, with all this money to blow on these NFTs are probably people who need to launder their money. And that's why they're blowing their money on this and just recycling it because the market's hot right now. It's an interesting way to um, to clean money. Right. For sure. Right. You know, um, yeah, super protected. No one's going to be able to trace it yeah. back. 
you put that shit into crypto and boom. And boom. I, I don't know enough about it, but that seems like a logical thing. Yeah. If you're into something dirty and you need to clean money right away. You just put it into crypto. Unbelievable. And you turn it around. Unbelievable. But you said something interesting too. And you said, okay, so what? They just brought Kobe and his daughter into the metaverse yeah, like for what? profit. So my question to you then is, do you think, you know, ethic, ethically or uh, from a moral standpoint, is that okay? Because and and here's here's what I have to say about it. I mm. think it is because if he was still alive, he would he still would be, be doing that himself. Or he would be, you know, but he would be producing yeah. income for the family and whatnot yeah. and things like that. So it's just another way for him to be able to still, mm. I guess, like posthumously provide. provide for his family. I get it. And I don't know if they need that money or anything yeah. like that. The you know, I mean, I'm, I'm sure they have a lot of money, but still. Um, I think just from a, a business standpoint, I, I, you know, it makes sense. I'm, I'm not offended by that, not, but it's fucking weird. It's weird. That's what I'm saying. It's weird. Nothing, listen, nothing really offends me. Nothing really like surprises me at all. But uh, this and this metaverse, this NFT shit, I just don't understand. You know, like I don't, I don't, I can't put my mind around the fact that people want to spend their time doing that. As opposed to being in the real world, you know, like. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you exactly why, right? And this is why it terrifies me a little bit. Yeah. I, I was having this conversation last night. It's because think about like what's going on everything around the world yeah. right now. It's you know very doom and gloomy. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of ang- anxiety. There's a lot of depression. There's just you know a lot of things from the media and mm-hmm. hysteria and and everything. You know, people not working, yeah. businesses suffering. It's also, it's also designed that way. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. I, and I agree. However, what if there's a place, right, where all you your worries. escape and get away to this metaverse. It, that's the pitch, man. I right? get it. Right? You could be Listen. whoever you, you want would, to be right? in the metaverse. Yeah. Right? So Instantly, and, too. Instantly. You go in and you can be that thing. Hey. I, I get it. You know. It's instant gratification. I have social anxiety, right? And I, you know. Face to face in large groups, I don't really like it. I, it, it does. I'm not comfortable. Mm. But now I put this headset on. I yeah. go into the metaverse. I'm still in a controlled environment where I'm comfortable. Yeah. But I'm doing these activities digitally. Yeah. And those things go away. So why wouldn't every day I want to yeah. put that on and feel good? And yeah. that's what I'm worried about because it's going to be. It's so. Crazy. We're going to be just be locked in, dude. It's so crazy. But that's people they, get paid. In yeah, the metaverse that's, right that's now. That's what's crazy to me. To like work. There's stores and shit in the metaverse. And people are doing shit that they can do outside of the metaverse. In the metaverse is what blows my fucking mind. Like so, doing simple things like going to the fucking store in the metaverse. Why? Why? <laughs> like, like I get it though. Like I, can't, like I understand. Like I do get it. But what I do also understand is they always... Like I said, they... Uh, they always... When they try to explain the metaverse and stuff like, oh, watch movies like play, uh, Ready Player One and like uh, the, the Free Guy. Is that a Free Guy? Is that whatever yeah, that is? Yeah. That and like whatever the. Like, there's always bad shit happening. Yeah. Like, it's always a negative outcome of this world. Why are we going to get ourselves wrapped up if we know the outcome? Yeah, Ready Player One, Total Recall. Yeah. Dude, like, we're- we know that. Yeah, we're living this shit. It's crazy. But we know the outcome already. No bueno. Movies have trained us. It's pre-programming. <laughs> Listen, it's desensitization. It's desensitization and all that shit. Like they've done that for years. They've they put you know shit in movies for years. So like if we ever see it in real life, we're not gonna be like so like oh my god, I can't handle. It won't cause that. mass hysteria, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 
It's nuts. Yeah. So I do. I, I just think that's why the, it's called programming, bro. I think the whole thing is very fascinating. But again, I worry about what the ramifications are, man. Because if it gets as extreme as I mentioned, yeah, and we're like, just yeah, locked movies, in like, those like, things. People lock into this. That's all they want to do is metaverse. That's no good. And like the only time I'm getting out is to maybe eat and take a shit. Yeah. And like that's it. That's bad. And I, otherwise, I just sit in this room, like where mm-hmm. we're talking right now, yeah. all day long. It's with crazy. something on my fucking head. Yeah. And then eventually, as this thing evolves. Oh, it's going to, you're going to be in it. You're, gonna you're not chipping. using any hardware. Yeah. Oh, it's already gonna, embedded in yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. They're chipping you up, bro. 100, that is 100% willing to take it too. Like, give it to me. And that, <laughs> and that is why, as seductive Ooh. as the metaverse is it's and no this good, influx dude. of new technology, no good. I am extremely hesitant. Yeah, dude. And to, call to, me a boomer. I don't give a fuck, dude. I don't know. I don't. I'm. I'm very not tacni- technical savvy for like these reasons. I know where they lead. <laughs> I know where this shit's going. You know, what I'm saying? it's, it's be seductive, like a lo- man. Yeah. It really is because it's again, addicting. it's it's a drug. Yeah, it's one hundred percent addicting. A fucking drug, bro. It really is. And the more you get into it, the deeper you get, and then that's it. You can't yeah. live without that. Yeah, yeah. and then. Ha- and then try going back into the regular world and functioning. Yeah. After yeah. you've been inside the metaverse for right. so long, forget driving. You're probably going to forget how to fucking drive. You're going to forget yeah. how to do like the most basic things. Oh my God, we're going to be fat. We're going to be unhealthy. We're going to be, because yeah. we're going to be sitting and told glued you. into this fucking Dude, that's thing. That's the fucking design. That's what they want. Yes. That's yep. what the powers that be want. They want everybody fat, stupid, controlled, controlled. All of it. Content. Like cattle. Like actual. Like that's literally like a fucking. That's cat. That's like you're an actual cattle. You're hooked up to a thing. Like they've always had this idea of a, like a like a controlled, like massive, like electronic brain where everybody's logged in. Like if you're locked into the metaverse, let's say you're like, you know, you got the, the shit on. If you're chipped up, that's all going to one place. They're all collecting that in one massive brain. That's, yep. what they, that's like the idea to get something like that. What like a one world currency, one world shit? That's the whole. It's the whole end. That's the whole end game. And dude, it, like you said, and it's getting it's been in the media, society, right? Like losing out on cash money. Like having a cashless society is no good. People, that's a no good way to go. Like having electronic money is great. It's very convenient, and I love it. But having the option to do both is the best. Yeah, no, hundred percent. So, so what do you think is gonna happen, right? So, because. NFTs and crypto and, and all this all this currency, right? Listen, I think cryptocurrency. All right, finish the question. Yeah, um, d- will that ultimately devalue regular like paper mm-hmm. currency? Not really, because it's on the blockchain. Something almost totally different. It has no. It holds a different type of value. It holds value, but it holds a different type of value. It's not backed by like a hard currency. Or like a hard asset. Right, which is the appealing thing about yeah. it. So it's it's different, and I don't think something like that's going to drive down actual currency. But what if it starts widespread being accepted everywhere in any form of commerce, right? So like but, yeah, but Best even, Buy or Walmart, they all accept they still, this. I think they do. Well, in some variation, yeah. like Bitcoin and things yeah, like that, I've seen. Do. Yeah, yeah. yeah but I mean, it, but expanding even, even more, and then people don't have the need for the American dollar anymore or, or well, wherever they live. So well, then what happens there? What you know? Well the whole idea is to crash the dollar. Well that's where I'm going. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? That's yeah, that's But that that's that's I don't think you could do that with crypto. I really don't. 
I don't know. I, I don't know. It's it's fascinating though. It's and scary. Yeah. Very fucking scary. Like yeah, crypto is I think different. We're talking Kobe a little bit and his family being dark now. We're talking Kobe basketball and shit. And I had me um thinking about basketball actually. You know, got RJ carrying the Knicks on his back and shit. But I had me uh had me going over. Remember when we did like a couple of like I don't know, if people listened to us before, we've done like guys that have been like awful in their career and have still won titles. Oh yeah, yeah. We we've were talking. Yeah, we were like, talking about that with uh, with football. Yeah, I, I think we're what we're doing quarterbacks, maybe. Yeah, a little bit, and then just like in general, like Eddie Curry is one that jumps out to me because I just hate Eddie Curry so fucking much. I mean, he won a title, and Knicks fans are still not had to get the pleasure of having a title, and Eddie Curry gets to celebrate one. It just doesn't seem fair. You know what? That would be uh, some really good merch to make. What? For us. Like fuck, a shirt that like, just says like fuck, fuck, Eddie, fuck Curry. Eddie Curry. Yeah. All star vintage. <laughs> yeah, that's that's one hundred percent fine with me. We should make that. That's fine. Would anyone buy that? I think somebody might buy that. I would buy that. If I saw that, I would buy that. Just a fuck, fuck Eddie Curry, just him sitting on the bench with the towel on his head. <laughs> Fucking loser. <laughs> Like a big waste of a draft oh, pick. I mean, your hatred for Eddie Curry is it's real, bro. Very it's real. So real. He might be my most hated athlete. I think, I, and it comes down to, I think I hate him the most. Really? I think so. Huh, that's a good question. Who is your most hated athlete? I really don't know. Uh, I, you probably Tom, know Brady. Tom Brady. Yeah, I mean, I guess naturally, yeah, yeah, Tom Brady. But for me, that's easy for me. For me, it's Eddie Curry. All right. I get easy, that. Easy, it's Eddie Curry. Yo, I get that. He ruined the Knicks franchise for a lot of years with that crap. He set them with, back, man. With his terrible... Still, to this day, basically. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> we haven't recovered. Like, this dude's... Te- he was terrible, and then he goes on and wins a title. Miami, with the come heat. on. Dude, how old? With Miami, nonetheless. How old was he at that point? Not, I mean, he was old, but he wasn't, like, ancient. No. He, he dipped out before he turned ancient, because there's no way he'd be able to play ancient. He was terrible, dude. He was never good. Never. Even on the heat, he wasn't good. He was just there, taking up space, because that's what he does. Takes up space. Fuck Eddie Curry merch. I yes, like it. I like it. But, um, no, so then you start thinking about the other topic, like, great guys that have never won titles. Like, that, the age-old the age old argument, like, Marino, like, you know, everybody. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I was strictly thinking of basketball, and, like, there's a lot of fucking basketball players that never won titles. Like, great players. So I put together a... Did Elijah won? Uh, yeah. Hakeem? Yeah. Hakeem. Yeah. He had to have. All right. I, I, I'm sure he has. I'm he sure to. he has. He had to have. Because... Like 100%, right? Yeah. I, I, I'm not 100% sure you have to look it up, but I'm pretty confident. All right. Go ahead. I'll, I'll, so, I'll go back to that. Yeah. So I put together my starting five of just guys in the NBA that are all-time greats. They never won a title. And then everybody can, you know, debate it all they want. But I strongly want people to make their own starting fives. If people are listening and they want to do that, send us your starting fives of the NBA players that you think are the greatest of all time that never won a title, ever. Sniffed it, got there, got close, couldn't cut, couldn't cut it, couldn't get down, couldn't win the title. Hakeem won. won two. Yeah, that's what I was I knew he won. It was just a matter of how many. All right, so I'm going to start at point guard I at with uh, the great John Stockton. Oh, yeah. Classic. You can't go wrong there. No. You well, have to go greatest, with Stockton. To, honestly, the, to me, the greatest passer in the NBA. And then at shooting guard, one of the greatest of all time, 
AI, Ari Verson. Hell yeah. Never. Got close. crazy. Got close. Yeah. A few times. Think about that, man. Got close with Denver, too. Got close. I feel like if AI was like, if he was playing like present day, like where how people, it's easier for them to make their big threes and Mm -hmm. people could get kind of traded and force their ways out of town and stuff like that. Like, I feel like he would have ended up on one of those super teams somewhere. Yeah. 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 100%. And then my uh, my small forward is actually kind of a power forward. I have two power forwards. What's going to mix and match them? Would be uh, Barkley. Sir Charles. Sir Charles. The the, the slob. Uh, And power forward. The mailman, Carl Malone. Hell yeah. Him and Stockton, bro. Those teams were so good. I'm so ridiculous they never won championships. Malone. Yeah. And then, I, I I mean, at center, I have to put Big Pat Ewing. Oh. Yeah, I have to. Of course. Hometown bias. Yeah. Favorite player bias. Yeah, but you're not even being a homer there, dude. No. No. He's dead. He was so close. 94. That was a, ugh, still still breaks my heart. Yeah, man. So with that, we will take a short break. Uh, Hang tight, and uh, we will be back uh, soon right after this. Guys, behind every great sports fan is a spouse or a significant other that tirelessly puts up with us day in and day out, and sometimes they're even bigger fans than we are. At Chop Sports, we're all about helping all brands expand their business, and today we want to talk to you guys about a women's clothing company out of North Carolina called Lilac and Sage Boutique. Tell them, Dita. Lilac and Sage Boutique is a veteran-owned, LEL-spouse-operated boutique based out of North Carolina. They were founded by those who serve. Their goal is to continue their service by providing affordable clothing to other hardworking women. They ship orders all over the world. They have all sorts of amazing styles, ranging from women's tops, rompers, to sundresses. I myself have already purchased way too many items, and I'm coming back for more. Guys, you have to act now, and at checkout, be sure to let them know you heard about them via Chop Sports by entering the code CHOP10 and get 10% off your purchase at checkout. Visit them online right now at www.lilacsageboutique.com and follow them on Instagram and Facebook at Lilac Sage Boutique and join their mailing list like I did so I don't miss any of their new arrivals. You heard it from the producer herself, ladies and gentlemen. Check out lilacsageboutique.com. What's up, everybody? This is Dave Sturcio, co-owner of Chop Sports and, of course, the Chop Sports Podcast Network. And I'm here to remind you that each and every day, Monday through Friday at 11 o'clock Eastern, we're going live. That's right. It's the Chop Sports Daily live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. At around 1230, this becomes a podcast in which you can stream it on your favorite platforms, such as iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. Each and every day, myself and Gooch go over the previous night's sports, a couple games to look forward to, and of course, we always spark a really great conversation. You can join the conversation by watching us on YouTube Live or download the podcast when that becomes available. That's every day. Check out the Chop Sports Daily. Hi, and we are back. Welcome. Welcome back to the All-Star Vintage Podcast. We ended up settling on American Underdog. Yeah, the Kurt Warner. It is the Kurt, Kurt Warner, Warner journey. Yeah, I don't want to call it like a bio flick. I mean, it is and it isn't. Like, it's not that long to be like a full bio flick. Oh, it's only like an hour and 50 minutes. Yeah. And they don't even really get into much actual like playing, playing. Like from, no. the, from the Rams standpoint. And he was like a kid for like literally a minute in the movie. Yeah. And all of a sudden, next yeah. day, he's playing college football. Yeah. Well, yeah. So my initial reaction uh, out of the Maron scale here, <laughs> if we're going five is like top here in the Maron, I gave it like a, like a three. Take care, brush your head. 
from originally seeing the trailer for it and all that, I thought it was going to be a cheese fest. 100%. I thought it was going to be a cheese fest. But it was not nearly as corny as I thought it was going to no, be. No, no, no. It wasn't like all sunshine and rainbows yeah. like you thought. It'd be like a very like mm-hmm. Disney-esque. You go to yeah. the movies with your family mm-hmm. on an af- like a Saturday afternoon and you watch this. Yeah. You know what I mean? When and they presented it originally, like, you know, trailer-wise, I thought it was going to be an absolute cheese fest. Yeah. No, so it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. I mean, and it wasn't like edgy or anything like that either. But it was no. just like a... It watchable yeah, movie. Flip. Like I was okay with it. Like it was not bad. It was not bad. Um the guy that played Kurt Warner, he was, you know, whatever. He's cool. He kinda looked like Jimmy Garoppolo. It was yeah. kind of funny. Yeah. Um but yeah, they focus like on his relationship with his wife mm-hmm. and like her kids and stuff. So like that was like the focal point of the movie for the most part. Plus yeah. like, you know, his career and his path to the NFL. His stops like in the arena league and then how he failed once in the NFL <laughs> only lasted two days with the with Packers. The man. Packers. And then how about when he finally made it to the Rams, how hard Mike Martz was like, do you think yeah. that was like, do you think that was a Hollywood thing? Like just to add like a just layer to like the, the story a little bit, or do you think like no. Martz was really a dick and was like, this is how I'm going to like find out if Kurt Warner is the real deal or not. You know what I mean? I think uh, I think it's real. I think he uh, was like really tested Kurt to like make sure he was like solid. Because I mean, you kind of have to in that situation. Yeah, I mean, yeah. relatively unproven, right? Exactly. Like, no NFL over, experience. Uh, you franchise. So. Yeah, but you know what was interesting too that we talked about like when we were watching it was like okay he has the arena league background. Yeah. <clears throat> right, and uh, we we're saying like how he has to learn to get the ball out quicker. Mm-hmm. Right, they were like, hey, you can't hold on to the ball because you're just yeah, gonna get your ass drop. kicked the drop. whole time. Let go, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. And I'm like, wouldn't that be like a mm-hmm. great tool for like a rookie quarterback, like entering the NFL, yep. like go through that training, go through like arena league training, forced forced to do a year of arena league, or is forced to do yeah, like, yeah, like a year because that's a lot of you know, it's a full full plate. And even if you don't start, just to experience mm-hmm. that, like on a just a level of a routine, getting the ball out quick, 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 yeah. uh, and then applying it once you get to the NFL and you have the ability to start, or the oh, chance to start. Sure. I mean, the NFL probably like at least looks like maybe a little slower. It's an easier transition mm-hmm. at that point, you know, and then he has a little more time to think and he's a little more developed at that point. And then you put him out there, yeah. you know, and you know how I feel like in general. Yeah. I always like rookies to the, sit. Yeah, big fan of the, the sit and learn approach. Yeah, no, I do. I think there's something to yeah. it. Like, I, and I understand, like, the pressure to start these guys, but mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I, there's so much value, just especially if, if you have a veteran quarterback that you could really learn from. Like, why take away that opportunity, man? No, it makes sense, 100%. Like, what, I, what we were just saying with the, uh, you know, playing the Arena League, how it... it for Warner, I feel like that definitely helped him prepare better for the NFL with the fact he had to get the ball out quicker. You know, like that right there is just steps to helping you succeed better in the NFL. So if every NFL team somehow had um, like a arena league affiliate team, a minor league team, because we always talk, you know, this conversation's gone on millions of years. Everybody's talking talk about shit like this, like these Fakakta football leagues having some type of relationship with the actual NFL franchises. This way, it's almost like a pipeline and like a training facility, you know, more so 
So if you had a arena league team and like that's connected to it's your farm system, yeah, it's like, yeah, your farm, it's your farm system, and yeah, I think something like that would be cool because it would keep you interested in football, even because you can do that all you know off season, you can do shit like that too. Yeah. So I I I, I think that'd be a cool idea. No, I did too. A sick idea. I mean, I, yeah, and like <clears throat> I know for a period of time there was NFL Europe. And I don't remember how long it lasted, but I remember yeah. watching it. Like, I remember watching, like, the Jets affiliates and stuff like that. And Yeah. You know, they'd wear, like, the Jets, like, logo on, like, as a pouch, like, on their jerseys if they, like, yeah. you know, part of the team. <clears throat> now they have, like, it's not it's not a league, but they have that, like, new international gateway system where, like, I think a team is assigned a region. Yeah. And something like that. Yep. And they get, like, uh... How does that work? It's a here? developmental player, basically. Yeah, so, you can, so like you're given a player from that region and put on your roster and kind of just like develop. Because I know we had gotten um, that one dude, Al, Al, Alser on the, the Isaac Alser. He's uh offensive tackle. The cow, he's on the Cowboys. And like he never really makes the roster, but he's always in the practice squad and shit like that. So like this year he actually made the roster. But like they they covered his story a decent amount when we did the Hard Knocks this past year. And uh, he was, you know, it's it's one of those stories. that's interesting. Him mm-hmm. and there was another like uh, Kamara, this pass rusher from like some islands out in the middle of fucking nowhere, like just somehow getting a gateway fucking deal with the NFL and giving giving a tr- giving a shot, pretty much. Yeah, you like hearing those stories, <clears throat> man. Oh yeah, I love uh, Who's gonna do the hard knocks this year? Uh, did this they say it? coming up? Some, I don't, I don't know. Hard knocks, man. When do they usually announce that? A little before the summer. Yeah, yeah, but like honestly, it's falling off so. Much. I haven't watched it Dude, in forever. So, like I don't think I watched over. it since like the Jets. Yeah. were on it. Oh yeah, remember we were watching at my house. That was such a good season. Yeah, remember that shit we were watching that shit at my yeah. house. We watched it because you had um, the HBO. Yeah, fucking <laughs> and we'd all cram my fucking downstairs. Yeah, <laughs> but there was um oh yeah, Hard Knocks itself has been fucking terrible. Who was it this year? It was the Cowboys. Oh, that's right. All right. And the year before that? But they did something different this year. They did a, they did a hard knocks like in season with the Colts. Dude, I would hate that. Imagine like, that. If I was on the yeah, staff. Yeah. Like a coach or a player. Or, yeah. Fuck that, dude. That has <laughs> to be such a distraction. Oh, of course. Like, I, I know they do that shit like kind of all over. If you think about it, like. The one Jets drive. Right. Be, yeah. The it's media. Like, but at least that's your internal media. Mm-hmm. You can manage yeah, that. Yeah. 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 This is external media. Yeah, like it's from the league. Yeah. It's not true. for your own team. Yeah. Because like different. No, it's definitely different. I didn't even realize that when you think when, I, when you really think about it. Because yeah, you, you, your in-house shit is way like more controllable. And yeah, because you never know what they're going to pull if it's out of house. Like what they need. Like, all the people, like, what they're going to really... I wonder how much control you have as the franchise to say, yes, you could publish this. Mm -hmm. No, you cannot publish that. Mm. Do they have, like, any say? No, they definitely do, because I remember um, the Raiders had a big issue. Not a big issue, but, you know, typical fucking Raiders. Like, there's always... Like, if something's involved with the Raiders, it's always something. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's always fucking something. But I remember there was, like, a couple stories they wanted to, like veer away from I don't remember exactly what they were but like they kind of like got in the ear of like the producers and stuff like that and like yeah, they they didn't really cover that shit, shit so you know I think 
there is a degree of being able to kind of police it to an extent if you're the franchise. Sure. I, I would hope so because otherwise. Oh, yeah. Man. And <laughs> you can't even say, like, I don't even think you, I don't know what the rules are, but if someone, if the NFL approaches your team, can you even deny it? If, if they're I like, we so. want you to be on hard knocks this year, can you mm. say, no, nah, we're going to pass on that? I think you can. I mean, yeah, you have to be able to. Yeah. Because. But there's, I'm sure shit, there's pressure. Yeah, probably. Because, like, if you think about it, like, the hard knocks is not really like the NFL it's HBO so like if you're a player like or if you're like an owner you you don't you know you don't work for HBO <laughs> you know so like yeah. if they're like oh it's not like no I don't I don't want to do it I don't want to partake so I don't think well, the Patriots are never on it right I don't know I have no idea I don't think so because I feel like Bill Belichick just be like nope I'm probably sure they probably ask him he's like nope they probably <laughs> don't even ask him <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah Bill's uh, yeah, I'm not gonna bother with Bill. Yeah, what, what's next in the docket here? Uh dude, did you hear about this fucking um this Super Bowl bet? <clears throat> and I know by the time we air this, yeah, this is like this is gonna, gonna air post Super Bowl, Bowl yeah. I think, right? Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. Which is why I wanted to, I was gonna say one of the fucking speaking of bets, uh huh. There was a little bet I you know, this as we know, this is coming out post Super Bowl, so who knows? But the one bet I just saw randomly on the Bet MGM app was Aaron Donald to win the Super Bowl MVP. And I like that bet a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like, that dude is a game wrecker. Listen, that is very realistic, man. Mm-hmm. Very. Oh, he yeah. can take over a game at any point. Why mm-hmm. not Aaron Donald, dude? That's what I'm saying. You know, I know it's normally a quarterback or whatever. They, you know, yeah. most of the time it's offensive. 98% of the time it's offensive. But, and I get it. It's an offensive heavy game. Game yeah. too, right? 100%. With the talents on both sides, hundred percent for these teams. Yeah, and it's like you know, Aaron Donald. It, it, it's it, you know, the the odds are good enough. So if you throw a couple bucks down, it's, it's well worth it. Well I worth agree. it. Yeah, well I, worth I, I, it. I would take a shot at that. Oh, Why yeah. not? A couple bets I made for this game though was like they had uh they kind of do like when you go on Bet MGM. Sometimes they have uh like pre made parlays. Kind of like, oh, here, try these ones out. And they actually have this thing. It's like, it's a, like a suggested yeah, parlay. Okay. Uh, and but like they actually have this thing that like you can hit a button and it like spins like and creates a parlay out of nowhere. Just a random parlay. Yeah, just a like random spin one. the wheel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's pretty cool. It's like you hit a button. It's like, just, and just like a random parlay pops yeah, up. Just it creates it, you know. But um, Risk it all on this uh-huh. fucking wheel. Let's go. Yep. But one of them, it, it was just like, because I like... The Bengals in this game, even if they're not going to win, I like them to keep it at least so close. Like that, it's the Bengals. Yeah. Oh it's yeah. Different. It's so you know what I'm saying too. It's cool that you know the teams are cool and shit like that. But like each team brings a different style, which makes it cool. Like you have the Bengals who are the homegrown, all pretty much drafted, play with heart team, shit like Started that. Started from a rebuild a few yep. years back and really yep. did it the hard way, mm-hmm. but the right way. It's the underdog story. Oh, yep. you know, like the the heart. They got the blue heart. They oh, yeah, no it. doubt. And then on the other side, you have the Rams, who are the skill position heavy, like assassin built team. Like you have guys you drafted there, but then you went out and you got Stafford and you got Von Miller and you got Odell Beckham. You know, you went out and you got these guys. So like they're the not the evil empire, but they're like the NWO. Yeah, yeah, the militia built team 
So it's going to be interesting to see how they square off together for sure. But like, I like the Bengals to keep it close if they don't win. Yeah. But like I said, the the random parlay I had seen was the Bengals with the points. So it's like it was the Bengals. I think four and a half. I'll take that. And uh, Jamar Chase to score anytime. And the over. And the over was like I think I got it at forty eight and a half. Let me ask you a question. Uh-huh. How upset would you be? Mm. You're a Rams fan. Yeah. Right. But a St. Louis. Rams fan. Mm-hmm. That's that's that was your team growing up. Yeah, they moved. Right, that's already pissed. I'd already be pissed. And now they're in the Super Bowl mm-hmm. as the Los Angeles Rams. Mm-hmm. Dude, how sour! Very. How sour! Very. And would you even be rooting for them? Honestly. Um. See, it all would depend on one thing. I think. So for me, I'm a Cowboys fan, right? I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan. I don't live in Dallas. I live in Jersey. So if the Cowboys moved to another state, I wouldn't. I, I mean, I'd care because it wouldn't be the Dallas Cowboys; it'd be the fucking whatever Cowboys, you know. But yeah. I'd still root, and I'd still they'd still be my squad. But if I was living in St. Louis and I grew up in St. Louis, mm-hmm. and the team, you know, was my squad, and then they left St. Louis, then I don't think I could root for them anymore. Dead to you? I think so. Now I gotta turn my back on you. <laughs> yeah, now I gotta, I gotta turn my back on you. Legit. Like I, like I, that scenario, I do think so. I can never imagine if the Jets move. It, <laughs> They'll move to London, probably. <laughs> uh-uh. Dude, it would literally be a life-changing oh, event. Yeah. But the thing is, they would have to give us another team. Would you root for the other team over the Jets? The Hitmen? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the fucking Generals? Oh, man. The Gabagools? <laughs> the Gavones. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I don't know. I I don't think... ah, It might be an out for me. Yeah. Just done. Maybe. (laughs) Just totally done. Maybe just done with the NFL. Yeah. The only thing I've thought about this in the past, too. Like, what would make me be done with the NFL? Because there's not a lot. Like, I love football. That's the problem. Like, football is king. Like, I literally love it. Like, I can watch football, like, whenever. (laughs) But, like, the one thing that they can do... To be, I'm like, it's just take away tackling. You take away tackling, I'm done. Done. I'm done. I'm not watching pro flag. Sorry. <laughs> it's not happening. So that would be my out on not watching What would you do anymore. if they're like, all right, listen, we're allowing women in the NFL. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> right? But we're not we're not having tackling anymore to make it fair. <clears throat> no. Then and, then that's, done. and that's what we're doing now. No, it's done. It's dead to me at that point. I'm not. That's my out. I'm not. And I'm not saying pro. women should or shouldn't be in the no. NFL. No, I'm just I mean? saying I'm not watching pro flag. It doesn't do it for me. <laughs> like zero interest in pro flag. I watch the game for the violence. <laughs> like I watch it for the skill, the precision, and the violence. 100. percent Remember when the violence was so much cooler? Mm-hmm. It was fucking so bad-ass. much cooler. Like that early 90s beat. It's like, oh, my God. It's like beat down hardcore. Well, listen, we, when we were just watching um this fucking American Underdog movie, mm-hmm. right? The Kurt Warner story. No. And we saw the uh, Rams versus the Ravens. Mm-hmm. And fucking Ray Lewis Good was staring Ray. down. Dude, think about how violent he mm-hmm. was. No pun intended with a his. Murderer. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. I'm not going there, all right? I'm not going there. The murderer. I swear, that's not where I was going with it. <laughs> you know what I mean, mm-hmm. right? 
and the intensity and the physicality of those guys back in the day and what you were allowed to actually fucking do on the field too bro like you can't fucking do that you shit no literally more you can't do you anything can't do in the NFL, anything so. that's how i look at it and I, like i said I, I blame the refs for a lot of shit sometimes but like it's got to be hard as hell to be a ref because the fucking rules now are insane. I would not want to be a fucking ref in no the NFL. No way. No thanks, man. Pass every fucking time. All the all the criticism you got to hear all the time. Yeah, like, think about it. Everybody hates you. Yeah. No, nobody likes you. No. Because when they win, they don't think about the refs no. doing a good job. Mm-mm. But when you fucking lose, yep. you lose, the refs are getting criticized for every little fucking thing. Yeah. And sometimes bad. it's well deserved. Oh, absolutely. Obviously, we've yeah. seen a lot of fuck ups, especially over the five, six, seven years. I mean, just, <laughs> I, I feel like the officiating just gets worse and worse. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, that's a fucking tough job, dude. <laughs> yeah. Tough gig. That's a, yeah. It is a rough gig that at one point in my life I thought would not be that bad. Remember when, um, you used to get, you know, you used to get the fucking beach house when we were kids. Sure. And there was the guy who had the house on the beach, the NFL ref. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And his house was, his was insane. Yeah. Mansion right on the fucking beach. A Port- mansion Portly on, Beach, New yeah. Jersey. A mansion on the beach. And I'm talking four or five stories, something like that. Oh, yeah. Easy. Yeah, yeah. Like four stories, definitely for Easy. short. Like beautiful like yeah. insane but that's another one with a stress forget about it yeah Eugene, i'm not doing that no, not Fuck worth that. it no no we're talking about laying the wood was that bet you were talking about now this this guy lays this uh I, so yeah this is fucking crazy to me and i never heard of this guy uh-huh. you might have um it's, it's the mattress guy right mattress mac yeah it's the mattress so guy. the headline it's from um was it Tron.com? C-H-R-O-N.com. Tron. Mattress Mac breaks record with $4.5 million <laughs> Super Bowl bet. Yeah. Who the fuck Wait, is this guy? So he broke the... Because I know there has to be... That is not the... That can't be like the highest bet of all time. That I That's probably the highest... Uh, it's the largest, largest mobile. Mobile, that's what I was going to say, yeah. Mobile yep. wager of go. all time. It's the largest, yeah, exactly, okay. Yeah. Because I know people have bet more than that, like, in person. So this guy, apparently he's well-known. I don't, mm. I don't, never heard of him, but I'm sure if, like, you're in the Cincinnati area, yeah. or, so yeah, he you probably know who this guy all is. That mobile. Bengals um, right now, as we're talking, is a 4.5 yeah, that's what underdog. I got. That's what I yeah. got, man. So they're getting that. That's why I said... I like them getting points because I think they're going to keep it close even if they don't win. And the wager, <clears throat> way it goes, $4.5 million wager. It's probably only going to net them like a mil. 7.7 7 mil. Okay. If Burrow leads the Bengals to victory. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Yep. All right, all right. Interesting. I like it. Hey, if, so you, got, hey, if you got the money to blow on it. Potential win is right. $7,707,800. I'll take nice that all day. Nice little come day. up, no? I'll take that all day. Yeah. Yeah. Because like I said, yeah, you're betting four mil, whatever, but you're getting that plus three something back. So I'll take that all day. Yo. <laughs> Mattresses must be a good industry. <laughs> must Who be. Who knew? And Sunday night, it's like Sunday fuck. sauce, bitch. Sauce time. Yeah. Sauce time, baby. So, uh, yeah, we uh, 
Appreciate y'all listening. Peep the website. All that good shit. The social medias. Visit Chop Sports. Visit it all. Follow it all. Subscribe Listen to their podcasts. All. all that, man. It's all love, baby. Yeah, love you right. guys. Uh, Take see it. you soon. Bitch, I'm packing Take a pistol. Please. Smith the Wesson, I call yeah. it a whistle. Pop out magazines. Who the fuck got an issue? It gets this messy. has Let's been the All Star Vintage Podcast with your hosts, Mark Jameson and Dom Morrow. We'll be back with another episode whenever we feel like it. Now you a pet. Show me a movie. Don't know how to act. I keep guessing these goofy. Don't know how to rap. Put on a show and I better get clapped. I'm niggas see me and be trying to give me that. I went left when they say pick a side. It ain't no squad of shit because niggas died. If they say they caught me with a op, niggas lie. If y'all hide me, I gotta be fried. Bitch, I got that head on my back like I'm Kobe. I'm the queen of the soft niggas know me. Start making the scene, get the shooting like Dobie. Skirt off, do a hit out of Stoli. I got that. It got a... I let it, now you a, now you a blunt, tried to run and got turned into runs, hit his mouth with the bat, make